This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I'm Dylan Hafer and it is Vanderpump Rules reunion time We have finally made it, and who better to join me for this part one of the reunion than my girl, Taylor Jackson. Hey, Tay, how's it going? Oh, Dylan, I'm so excited. Also, everyone, wish Dylan a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Dylan. Thank you. You are living the fucking dream because your birthday present is the first part of VPR reunion. How does that feel? Um... I feel, you know, like I would love to be asleep right now, but like, you know, I've been rewatching season one of Vanderpump Rules and, you know, in the words of Stassi Schroeder, it's my birthday. Um, (laughs) And, you know, just like Stassi, I'm getting to work on my birthday. I'm creating content. I'm giving the people what they need. And I mean, I could not in good conscience not record this episode on today. You know, like it had to happen. Right. I mean, you're you're really pulling through for the team. Um, and also, I saw this I saw this tweet. It's very relevant to you yesterday. It was like, I got married yesterday and today feels like the most important day of my life. And it was a picture of the Vanderbump reunion. Look, <laughs> like it's not I mean, wrong. This reunion is really what we've all been waiting for. Last week's finale obviously was a crazy, you know, once in a lifetime situation on the show, but the reunion where everybody's in the same place minus uh Raquel and Sheena, which we'll get to. Uh I mean, this is really what we need. Like on, you know, on the episode last week it was very like, okay, we're going to get one scene with these people, we're going to get one scene with this pair, we're going to get one scene with Lisa, and and now, you know, nobody can hide behind <laughs> The filming schedule. No one is hiding and no one is trying to hide either. Even though some people look like they want to be hidden behind a wall. They are not. <laughs> look, um, Tom Sandoval is not doing great. <laughs> no, not doing great. When they like show him, he's stiff as a board. His eyes are like, you know, when you're like, you're trying to concentrate or like balance, you're supposed to like look at one spot on the wall. Mm-hmm. That's him on the floor just like this staring right he looks like when you when you're like getting seasick and they're like okay just you know like sit down focus on one point don't look at your phone screen like you know he looks like he just was on like a speedboat ride and then he like stood up a little too quick and everything is kind of everything is swirling around him and also he needs a cigarette so bad so bad so bad i think he might have taken a xanax as well he really should have done like a nicotine patch for the reunion or something because sure. i feel like he needs like a constant stream i don't know actually what his uh what his uh nicotine habits are but it's just the energy of needing a cigarette he's yeah he he is the definition of needs a cigarette immediately 
So we start off the reunion with uh, a new format for us, something we don't usually get. Uh, for the first time, Andy sat down with, I like they say the principles of the scandal as if this is like, you know, they're casting characters and it's like the leads are going first. <laughs> yeah. But so he sits down with Sandoval, he sits down with Ariana, he sits down with Raquel, these one-on-one interview formats. We don't get any of the Raquel footage this week. That is going to be saved, I guess. Um, But Sandoval and Ariana getting a chance to one-on-one, you know, speak some of the things that they need to say. It is... Sandoval is in full damage control mode, and we see him kind of doing the same thing that he's been doing even for the last few weeks on the season where, you know, he's saying how things weren't great in their relationship. He says he felt like he was Ariana's gay BFF, which like right then and there, I was like, sir, sir, take a, take a step back, listen to yourself, Mm -hmm. reassess because saying that you felt like your girlfriend's gay BFF is not like the slam dunk explanation that you think it is. No, no, not at all. It makes absolutely zero sense, to be honest. (laughs) Right. Because number one, he was also complaining that Ariana and her gay BFF, Logan, were like, he felt it like a third wheel. So clearly, you're not the gay BFF, okay? She has one of those already. (laughs) Right, like, the fact that you're not communicating means you're not the gay BFF, because the gay BFF is the one who knows all the shit that you're doing wrong. Exactly. Um, but so Tom also gets to, uh, you know, state for the record, his version of events. He said that they, you know, they got close the, that guy's night at the Mondrian, which was right after the dog had died. Um, and then the very next see you next Tuesday afterward, they went to the Abbey and then they had sex after that. So that was, you know, when Allie, I guess, had seen them getting close at the Abbey. But then he says that was a one night stand. Then they took a break, but then it picked back up his words in September before Bravo con. Um, that's a long time. <laughs> I mean, that's an extremely long time. And he's acting like it's like a bullet. I guess it is a bad habit. But he's like, yeah, like we stopped. And then, you know, a few months later, we picked, the, we picked it back up. It's like someone with a workout routine. Like someone who keeps going to spin and then stops. It's like, yeah, I picked it back up again. Like, give me a fucking break. Give me a goddamn motherfucking break. <laughs> Tom is very focused on the difference between the one night stand And then later when the like, quote unquote, relationship started, because there are certain points throughout this episode where, you know, Lala will say something about, well, like, that wasn't your place to have an opinion about that because you were already, you know, you were doing it the whole time, the whole time, X, Y, Z. And he's like, well, it wasn't the whole time. It was once in July and then in September. And it's like, right. But but once you have crossed that threshold with Raquel, it no longer really matters the specifics of it like nobody is like lala and james and katie and sheena and all of them don't care if when something happened in august it was just a one-time thing because now six months later it's it it is what it is one and done that's that's the rule one and done doesn't matter if it was once like you said it was sporadic it happened and it continued to happen just because there's fucking like breaks in the cycle or whatever doesn't mean doesn't make it any better at all it makes it honestly worse right like i think 
he seems to have this idea that like he can discuss things that happened during filming after they had hooked up once. And that's kind of like a separate time frame than later after filming when they started, you know, carrying on with each other. But it's like, we're looking at the whole scope of everything that's happened in the last year and mm-hmm. where we are right now, which is that you had a months long affair with our, one of Ariana's close friends who, you know, lied to her deliberately many times on camera, off camera in real life. You know, it, it it's like the magnitude. I still think he see, he seems to have this kind of idea that he's going to like, lessen the charges by explaining certain things and it's like that's just not the situation you're in at all and every time he opened his mouth and like i get it they're asking him a question he has to speak but it would have been more beneficial for him to stay fucking quiet silence like less is more in this situation because and regardless whatever is coming out of his mouth not a single person in that room or in the nation is believing it. So, I mean, he's shooting himself in the foot every time he even opens his mouth, but I think that there's just a better way for him to have gone about it. It's like, do the apology tour, but just be like, I fucked up. I don't know what to say. I'm sorry. You know? Like, we don't need the, it was this, and then it was this. Like, it is what it is. And like Lala said, like, we've all fucked up before. This is your turn. Live it. You're We're living this right now. Yeah, I think... Like, it's not, I think it's fair to say that this reunion was pretty much a no-win situation, like a lose-lose for Sandoval. But at the same time, I think he, there was a version of this reunion where he could have done the least additional damage possible. And it doesn't really seem like that's, you know, he's going in with this defensive energy. You know, Andy at the very beginning gives him this chance to kind of like... (laughs) Is there anything you'd like to say before we really dive into the whole season? And, you know, he's already he's like blubbering, trying to get his words out. (laughs) James is immediately like, get yourself together, man. This isn't the Oscars, Uh, you know, fucking crocodile tears, pussy. Ariana's not having it. Like, I think if he had just if he had kept it a little more simple with what he was trying to say, then it would have just been like, okay, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to take it. I know that there's nothing I could say that would make this better. But I, I don't think he is the kind of person who, I don't think his ego will let him kind of just yes. take a step back. He like, there's something so, there's just obviously something not connecting in his brain. But like, he doesn't, he doesn't think what he did is all that bad. You know, he's still a good guy. Like, you can just tell in like the way he's trying to defend himself and like you said, he just sit there and take it. He should have looked Ariana in the eyes. First of all, the tears. Okay, he must have went to acting school because he had actual tears coming down his face. James said, "Knock it off." Next, next cut of Tom. No tears. Nothing. Not nothing at all. It was like a fucking water duct in his eye. I would be so curious to see on Peacock. We're getting extended and uncensored reunion episodes which are great i watched i watched like part of it this morning to get the full effect and the cursing really is it's so funny something else but you know even with the extended episodes i think it's like 10 more minutes of material which is cool but like some of these moments i'm like i would love to just see like the raw this is what i said i said to my family i would happily watch 
from when that camera went on, no edits for the, what, six hours they were recording all three episodes or 10 hours, who knows how long it was. I would sit there and watch the entire thing. That's Love Island. That's a season of Love Island. (laughs) Right. Like if you've ever watched a season of Big Brother or Love Island, like you're built for this. Like, why can't we do that? I would I wouldn't care the silence. Like, is this just a production money thing or they could package this shit up and I would buy it. Imagine all of the people that would buy this. Yeah, it was funny. Um, Lala pretty early in the episode also was getting, you know, turned up and she was comparing Tom Sandoval to Randall Emmett saying, you know, in 10 years, he's going to be a Randall. He says, you know, this this type of man is dangerous. And Lisa took issue with the use of the word dangerous to me. We'll we'll get in more to Lisa later. I yeah. think I understand where Lala is coming from because I don't think she means dangerous in the sense of like he's gonna murder you and <laughs> you know whatever. I think she means dangerous in the sense that you're gonna feel safe and protected with somebody like this, and you're gonna build a life with them and buy a house together and have a baby or freeze your embryos or whatever. You know, you're gonna feel like this person is your future, and yeah. you're gonna put all of your, you know, financial, physical, whatever, eggs in the basket, but also just your emotional and like, you know, like your whole life together. Right. And then they're going to pull the rug out from under you. And I think, I I mean, it's semantics a little bit, like word choice, whatever. But like, I get what she's saying when she says that's dangerous because like, are, I mean, you could be financially imperiled by something like this. You could be, your mental health could really be in a right. in a bad place when somebody does this to you. So I think Lisa, I get why she wants to like lower the temperature a little bit in the room. And like she says, like, we're going to be here for 10 hours. We have to like get through the questions. I think she's trying to like referee a little bit just in the sense of like James shut up and let Andy ask a question. <laughs> but like. I don't think that Lala is overstepping to say that these types of situations with these people can have real consequences. Effects. Exactly. And like it is like he is Tom Sandoval. We can all agree is a narcissist, like full blown narcissist. And they are very, very d- dangerous people. And you can use that. I think that's a great word to describe him. Again, she's not saying he's going to you know, commit fucking like tax fraud or whatever, or murder somebody. But the way he acts, it is dangerous to other people on an emotional level, honestly, on a physical level, um, just overall, not like a narcissism is an actual dangerous issue. Well, and speaking of real consequences, there's a whole situation happening this episode where Raquel is watching from a little parking lot, (laughs) A trailer a hundred yards away from Sheena because she filed for a restraining order. And I mean, we know now that this was something where she filed and then pretty much immediately after the reunion, it was dropped. And so it seems a little bit like she was doing it kind of just to create this situation. But like, that's a real legal consequence. I mean, Sheena had to have legal representation. She showed up in court. She had to treat this like the serious thing that it seemed like it was and you know as much as the visuals of Raquel sitting in her little trailer are funny it's like this that's real 
it's real. Like that—that that is an actual court-issued mandate that they—they they cannot be in the same room. I just want to mention to everybody that Dylan texted me before he made some sort of Bravo meme yesterday, just to like test the waters. He says, "I just get a text. Will people get mad if I call Raquel trailer trash?" <laughs> I said, absolutely look, not. I said, you have pushed the boundaries way, way further than that. Look, I, that is not the kind like, I don't, I don't, that's not like a term that I use on like a <laughs> yeah. daily basis. But when you see the visual of oh, Raquel's, just... Raquel's little star wagons trailer parked in the parking lot and she's curled up on the couch watching sort of gleefully as, like... as Schwartz talks about how kissing her was liberating She's like, aw, he love he likes me still. Like, it is so funny. The it visual of that. So and like I love how you can hear the audio of the reunion in her trailer. It makes it like <laughs> it's very an immersive experience for the audience. Like I was loving it. The fact that they gave her access to that live stream is an interesting choice because I, I feel like there's they could have made the choice to basically have her like locked in a closet for four hours so she doesn't know what they've said about her but yeah. instead she's gonna come out and be like so I heard you said all these things about me Katie and I'm really not happy about it like also what did she expect like even if she was locked in a closet she kind of gets the gist of what's happening honestly though she probably doesn't because I again not much going on up there either She's not the brightest chick, as James uh, as James <laughs> said in his phone call last week. The weather is getting warmer, so it's time to ditch those jackets and sweaters for shorts and tees. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found Quince. Now I've got high quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Now that it's getting warmer, I just stocked up on the Quince Cotton Modal t-shirts. I love a black t-shirt that's the right balance of looking really nice, but feeling really comfortable. It's 50% cotton, 50% modal. It's lightweight. It's breathable. It has a little stretch to it, but it looks so put together. I also just stocked up on more of my favorite Quince socks because let's be honest, I am at the point in my life where I don't need to have any socks in my closet that have holes in them. I'm getting the Quince ones that are going to last me a long time. They're just the perfect staple to have in your wardrobe. Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Plus, they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, which I just love. Upgrade your wardrobe today. Go to quince.com mention for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot mention to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com mention. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. 
MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. I want to talk about also going back a little bit, Raquel's text that she sent to Ariana after this whole situation went down. Um, so the the text thread that we see is on Wednesday night, Ariana texts Raquel, you are dead to me. Um, and then two days later, Ariana, I don't know what to say right now besides I really fucked up and I am so, so, so sorry. And then, and then Ariana just says, shut the fuck up, you fucking rat, and then blocks her number. The thing is, okay, so last week we had to go through Schwartz's whole like long ass novel of a horrible text to Ariana about go take a vacation, whatever. This is bad in a totally different way in the sense that, first of all, Raquel... I don't even know why she felt like texting Ariana in the first place. Like, what did she think was going to come of that? But to just send this, like, one sentence, I'm so, so, so sorry. I really fucked up. It's like, what makes you think that this is a text that's going to be like, oh, yeah, it really sucked. I was I was sad to hear. But like, we'll get (laughs) we'll get through this, girly. No, absolutely not. Don't even send the text at all. It honestly made things worse. Or if you're going to send a text, make it a seven paragraph thesis essay, single spaced. Right. Like I realized this about myself that I'm a, I'm a deeply broken person who searches for validation in men left and right. Just like Ariana said last week. And, you know, I need to figure out my own shit and I shouldn't have gotten you and your relationship involved in it. X, Y, Z. It's just like, I'm so, so, so sorry. Raquel, if you're listening, write down what Dylan just said and send that to Ariana. We'll do take two. Okay. She really thought she really thought the third. So in like, so, so, so sorry was going to be like, okay, now, now I feel bad. You know, when you're writing a work email and you like have one too many explanations and you're like, should I do it or should I delete it? That was with her with the so's. She's like, one more so or is that too much? But She's like, no, I think three is appropriate, but I won't do any exclamation points. Right. I know you this season have been really into James's energy that he's been bringing. And I think it's fair to say that he is the most activated at the reunion. Yeah. He, re- he really is ever. like... He's on 11 out of 10 energy. Like, he's like vibrating on the seat. Cannot control himself. From the get-go, as soon as he sat down, this man, it's like he drank three Celsiuses before this recording. And he is on one. And I'm telling you, like, he is delivering. He's delivering. Look, 
He's doing what everyone expected him to do this reunion after watching this season. Be the be the comedy relief, obviously. Um, even though the whole situation is pretty it's so fucked up it's funny. He is he's giving us the commentary that we expected and he's nailing it. It is exactly it's eleven out of ten for me. The moment I know you saw it when um when Tom makes his little statement at the beginning and he finishes talking after his like crying performance and uh, <laughs> James turns to Lala and goes, yeah, that didn't really hit for me. And Lala just goes, <laughs> I wasn't even listening. <laughs> the two Those of them. Those two are so, yes. you know what they remind me of? The um, Ursula's little uh, eels in Little Flotsam Little Mermaid. Flotsam and Jetsam. Yes. <laughs> like perfect, Go- right? Are Flotsam and Jetsam in the new Little Mermaid? I don't know, but they, they should be, and it should be an adaptation they, of they better Lala be. and James. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I'm going to see Little Mermaid tomorrow. What if, like the little like CGI Flotsam <laughs> opens his mouth and it's like, oh yeah, uh, uh, Sebastian's little cocky cock. <laughs> I just peed a little. Oh my god! I just... <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, Ariel, you want you want your legs, <laughs> your poo poo heads. Your oh my god! Heads. Wait, you know what's crazy though? Flotsam and Jetsam are kind of like uh, worms with mustaches. But, oh my god! Again, Dylan, <laughs> us with these ideas. It's crazy. It was so we got the worm with a mustache moment in yeah. part one. This was when Andy was asking about James and Sandoval's relationship and Sandoval has this instinct to downplay the fact that they were ever that close. James says that they were like brothers and Tom is basically like, you said we were like brothers. You said we were best friends. That was never a two way street. That was just how you felt about me. And I mean, this kind of rings false all the way around just because the the number one thing to point to Richella like exactly. you paid you paid for this man's proposal allegedly because you loved him so much and wanted it to be special who knows if that was the real you know inclination but to watch Sandoval just trash this friendship when last week on the episode we saw James crying because yeah. he felt so betrayed by Sandoval mm-hmm. it's really tough and this get, and when Tom says that James fucked Kristen to get on the show all those years ago. <sighs> James is up out of his seat. He's Oh, he's going over full force. It's like almost physical altercation. Yeah. You know, James said, uh, Tom says he's going to like fuck him up. If he comes at him again, <laughs> he's going to end up in the hospital. Like I, I think James is one of those people where sometimes it's a little too much. And even this episode, there are times where it's like, James, shut up for like, 15 seconds so we can move the conversation along but in that moment i really think that specific conversation really hurt him to hear tom say those things about him and downplay the relationship that they had together like Mm -hmm. james james is a he's like a sensitive person in a way Oh, I mean, extremely. You see how he reacts, like, even when he threw the beer on Schwartz. Like, anything, the talks of Rochella obviously really, like, activate him for good reason, obviously. Um, But, yeah, like, I feel that Tom, as we know, is trying to blame literally everybody else but himself. And, listen, he can't afford to be damaging any more relationships that he has in his life, which he single-handedly 
only has one, two relationships left on the show, Lisa and and Schwartz. But the way that like he f- did James was just, again, trying to blame or trying to deter the conversation or the attention away from him and on to somebody else. Yeah, I think he knows that this whole side of the reunion stage plus Sheena isn't ever going to give him an inch. So he feels like the only way that he can kind of claw back his position is by making them look bad. But the, the problem is with that strategy is that the audience has reacted so strongly to this whole situation and so negatively toward him that it's like, no, nobody is watching this reunion or very few people And thinking like, okay, I wonder who I'm going to agree with more at the end of this three-part reunion. It's like, it's not really a battle. It's not a battle of like Tom versus Ariana. It's like, how are we going to watch this group respond to these events? So I think he's almost treating it like he's treating it like this is a trial. And at the end, he (laughs) wants to come out victorious. And like, I mean, it sucks for him. But he did it to himself. There is no way for him to leave this reunion victorious. And same with Raquel. And honestly, same with Tom Schwartz. Like Schwartz, whether or not you think he's like the ultimate villain or douchebag or whatever, he has just enough like things stacked up against him that like he's not going to be the like you know, puppy dog fan favorite the way that maybe he has been sometimes in the past. And I think, nope. I think that's tough for him, but it's like, it ain't good for for no. y'all, you know? <laughs> no, it, it ain't looking good for that side of the room. I'll tell you that much. And like, it honestly is like, it feels so pathetic when they show Tom and Tom in the same shot. And they're, especially when they didn't yeah. get their timelines right. And they're looking at each other, like literally oh dimwits, like absolute when- buffoons. So this is where the uh, one-on-one interviews really came into (laughs) play again, where Tom Sandoval told Andy that he told Schwartz about Raquel in January. 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 We already knew from last week's episode when... When Schwartz and Katie were talking, he said, you know, he kind of flip-flopped back and forth about when he knew. First, he said a month ago, and then he settled on September. But Mm -hmm. then at the reunion, when Andy asks him, he says late August, basically Uh right after Sheena's wedding in Mexico, which obviously was still during filming. It squarely places the timeline in that Schwartz knew about this while the season was still being filmed. You know, after Sheena's wedding, before the finale, before the original finale. And yep. sh- the fact that Sandoval is so taken aback by this, it really, it, it really <laughs> just so makes funny. it so clear that there was supposed to be this plan. And whether or not Schwartz didn't hear about the plan or forgot the plan or chose <laughs> not to go along with the plan, it makes Tom Sandoval look even worse because Ariana has been saying this whole time, you know, he's coaching Rachel. He's got, he's getting their stories on the same page. You know, this is how he works. And the fact that Schwartz kind of, you know, flubbed in that moment and said, (laughs) August, I mean, it's, that's the kind of thing where it's like, how do you come back from that? You don't really. You you, you literally, there's no take backs. It's you, you say it, say it out loud. It's being recorded everyone's going to eat that up and it's uh, well it's, and it would it would be one thing if he said oh i said august i think actually it was 
September, like you <laughs> it know, was it, January, yeah, right, like, like if he. Uh, Right, like to say August when they were still filming versus January months later when he's, you know, on his snowboarding non-double date apparently with Raquel and Joe and Tom. <laughs> Jesus. That situation. That First of all, situation? Ariana goes, why wasn't I invited? If, if there were girls on the trip and it wasn't a double date and we were still together, why wasn't I invited? It wasn't a double date. What was it? A fuck fest? <laughs> and yes, it was. James goes, Raquel hates snowboarding. She went to fuck Tom. Oh, that, is, that is so funny. I think sometimes, even though James and Raquel have only been broken up for like a year on the show, we forget that James was with her for like five years. Like, so long. Like James knows everything about Raquel. Yeah. And so for him to have like the receipts basically to say like, no, she doesn't <laughs> she like snowboarding. snowboarding. Yeah. That was so boo. good. And then we just get boo. Boo. <laughs> that boo. this peanut <laughs> this peanut gallery is the best peanut gallery Bravo has ever seen. I will, yeah, I the will trolling say that. energy, the fact that everyone incredible. Everyone on that side of the stage just like doesn't give a fuck. It really is. Right. It's so funny because there. it feels like nobody has any pressure to like save these relationships or make up with them because it's like, no, you you played yourself and you you got caught. Right. Exactly. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite. Acai Grape, Pineapple Mango, Lemon, and Mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I have a question for you. Okay, so I know. So listen, I think Schwartz is just totally out of touch, totally just like stupid. I really just think he's stupid and like, Duh, you know what I mean? Like, whatever. And I, I yeah. can only laugh at him, you know? Um, but there is a sense. So I was talking to my brother. First of all, this Vanderpump is for everybody. I think it has broken a wall for reality TV that it's not just for women. It's not just for housewives. It is. There is something for everyone here. Like, my both of my brothers are texting me. Can't wait for the reunion tonight. <laughs> whatever. I'm watching it with my older brother last night. Whatever. And he was saying the Schwartz thing. Like, obviously, he's Team Ariana, of course. 
Um, but he was like, if my best friend, my best, best guy friend told me he cheated on his long-term girlfriend and not to tell anyone, he's like, obviously I would yell, like, I would be like, dude, you fucked up, um, whatever. But I, my, my trust is with him not to like say anything. So, and like, it brings up a good point where it's like when your best, best friend tells you a secret and not to tell anyone, like, are you? I think, okay, I think if, if this was a different friend scenario where Ariana and Tom Schwartz didn't really have a relationship with each other, I think I would understand that line of thinking a little bit more. Like, if, if, if it would have been like out of character for Tom Schwartz to text Ariana or to to call Ariana or to see her in a context that wasn't uh-huh. with Sandoval and they weren't all in a friend group together, I think that would be a little trickier. But I think right. the, the way that they were, that they're all intertwined, talking about, you know, at BravoCon, the fact that Raquel and Ariana are there together, the right. fact that, you know, they're doing all of these events and stuff and they're in business together and they're seeing each other and, you know, all of these things, like, I think that just makes it messy to a degree where you would say like look maybe i maybe i'll give you a grace period where if you tell me this and i'll give you like a week or two to figure it out and and let her know or like you know deal with it but i think the fact that it went on for so long and especially that's why knowing that schwartz found out in august or september and not january that's that makes him look worse. And so the right. fact that he reveals that, even though it makes him look worse, it's mm-hmm. like you had what, six months yeah. to figure out a situation. And that just means that all of that time he was basically lying to Ariana's face mm-hmm. and to everyone in the group. I mean, to Sheena, to Lala, to uh, to Katie, to everyone, knowing that this is information that would be so seismic within the group. I think that kind of makes it, I agree. I I I totally agree. Uh, also, I just wanted to know your opinion, but also <sighs> it's like, and he wasn't like, again, like I would give my friend an ultimatum, and be like, listen, you have two weeks. This is fucked up, or else I have to step in because my morals, like morally, I cannot stand stand to the side and not say anything but he but he's also like he was also like not telling anyone but he was giving those little if you look back those little hints like when they went glamping he knew about it and he was like right that's the type of man Raquel likes someone who's taken like and he's sitting at the table with Ariana it's like at that point act like a dumbass act like you don't even know anything happened or be up front and 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 be the quote-unquote hero and tell her what is going on because clearly Tom Sandoval is too much of a pussy too. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, we've always kind of known that Tom Schwartz is a little bit spineless. And so I think, yeah. uh, seeing that kind of play out in this situation so clearly that it's like, there were so many times over those six months when he could or should have found a way to, to handle it differently. And right. obviously that's not, you know, so should like Sandoval should have also like, there's no, 
you know, it's not like it was Schwartz's fault that this situation was happening, but yeah. given the position that he was in, I think he also handled it pretty poorly. I think he, yep. but also Schwartz handled a lot of things poorly. I, I don't want to get lost, you know, that we talk about Katie and Schwartz's relationship in this episode too, which obviously kind of, I think has gotten drowned out by Scandaval stuff a little bit, but yeah. you know, that was a big thread, especially in the first, you know, chunk of this season. And to hear Katie basically talk about, like, I realized I was so unhappy in this relationship, largely because Tom was prioritizing everything ahead of me. And he's like, well, you know, I was so busy trying to get this bar open. And she's like, it wasn't just the bar. Right. I would understand if there was this period of time where you were really stressed about your work or really you had something important going on. But it was like you were prioritizing, uh, you know, your guy friends in front of me. You were prioritizing your hobbies fucking off you know like all of this stuff basically that she was coming last in this long Mm -hmm. list of things and he just seems to have this full disconnect of like oh well we've worked really hard on our relationship post-divorce and she's like I don't agree with that and he's like well you know I I would be fine if she fell for someone within the group and she's like that's not what we're talking about like I think he just he is kind of incapable of like actually understanding (laughs) on an emotional level like why Katie has made the choices she's made. And I mean, the fact that he still can't wrap his mind around Katie setting the one boundary of don't hook up with anyone in this direct friend group. And he's like, but you know, you were sleeping with other people when we were still in the house together. And she's like, right. And you could have been doing that too. That wasn't the boundary I set. And if that was his boundary, he should have made it clear because you know, it's just the kind of thing where he feels like he's still entitled to some kind of yes. friendship or relationship with her. And it's like, no, like you guys are divorced. You're not living together anymore. If she never wants to talk to you again. So be it. That's her call. You don't have kids together. Right. You don't have a house together anymore. You're not in business together. Like, right. That's it. Divorced yeah, people just- usually aren't hanging out all the time. Exactly. And I think he's having a hard time understanding that and realizing that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's tough. It's like the kind of thing with Schwartz. It's like, I don't, I don't wish ill on him. Like, I hope that he comes to a point where he's like, feels okay about the situation, but it's like, yeah, in this, in this specific situation, you played yourself. If you, if the kiss with Raquel was liberating, good for you. I'm glad you found your spark of joy or whatever, but then Katie has every right to be like, well, I asked you not to do that and you did it. So I am going to be upset. Right. And if a drunk hookup in Mexico is liberating for you, you need to get yourself out there, Schwartz. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Uh. seriously. Um, I have a question like about Tom Tom. This kind of will tie us into the Lisa conversation. But like, do they get rid of one of the Tom's names? But but both of the Tom's are kind of, you know, vil- villainized, right? Villain, villains. Like, could it just be Tom's? Or could they change the name? Will they still have stake in the place? Because, like, to be honest with you, I, when I go out to L.A., I, my favorite restaurant of the pump what, uh, at the time was Tom Tom's. I think it's, like, the atmosphere, yeah. the food, the drinks. But, I mean, I don't know. It just it feels a little icky. You're like I don't I I don't you're I don't like I don't know there. if my I don't know if my money is supporting this, but I don't really want to feel like it might be. Exactly. Exactly. I, okay. Uh, to get into the Lisa question, 
I think that she is in a delicate place on this show. And I think that it's worth kind of remembering that, that not only is she a cast member on this show, but she's an executive producer. She is obviously plays this role in the cast of this mentor, mother figure, sometimes boss, sometimes, you know, just kind of like sounding board for all of these younger people's issues. And I, I understand for her why this puts her in a really tough position because from right. a show perspective, Sandoval is still on the show. And if mm-hmm. he's going to stay on the show, whether or not he stays on the show right now, it has never been her role on the show to like disavow someone really. Yeah. And so I think she feels like she kind of has to tread carefully where it's like, obviously I don't condone this. Obviously I'm going to... I'm going to make him feel really bad about this. But at the same time, she doesn't feel like she can be like, fuck you, Tom, get out of here. Yeah. But I think, I think she is miscalculating just a little or at least a little bit kind of how her, how her attitude is going to come across. Cause yeah, I think it yes. just, it comes across a little more wishy washy than maybe yeah. she's intending it to. I agree. And like, I think she should just let the kids fight. Let them fight. Again, silence, Lisa. Sit back. Because what you say, like, it does come across like she's Team Tom or like, you know, not really being as hard as she should be on Tom or understanding the situation. But again, like, she is a business owner and yada, yada, yada. But maybe just don't say anything at all. Unless someone is f- actually attacking her. And like yeah. her livelihood, you know, her as a person or as a boss or whatever. Yeah, I think there's there's this idea on on Bravo shows or on I guess any show of like somebody being the voice of reason. And I think Lisa a lot of the time plays that role. But I think in a situation like this, being the voice of reason doesn't mean being the neutral party right in the middle of everyone. Sometimes yeah. the reasonable thing to do is to choose the correct side and so Mm -hmm. i think somebody like lala at this reunion feels like more of a voice of reason than lisa because lala is you know yes she's like funny and popping off sometimes but she also is like standing back evaluating the situation and being like tom is a scumbag and i recognize a lot of the traits of randall in him and that is a rational rational reasonable thing to to say and I think Lisa feels like she is trying to be the voice of reason but really she's just taking not taking a strong stance at all yep exactly which doesn't come across great right I think I think it's worth keeping in mind you know if you're on a reality show and you want to be the voice of reason that doesn't mean never getting your hands dirty that just means you know evaluating every situation and kind of choosing the most reasonable answer and right now the most reasonable answer is like tom and raquel fucking suck (laughs) exactly 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 i was shocked to hear or maybe i'm not shocked they made two hundred thousand dollars on something about her merch i my jaw dropped i'm like well i keep saying this is honest as hard as this is for ariana and whatever like obviously it's terrible one of the best things that could have ever happened to her yeah, I mean, she's obviously had all these opportunities. She's on Call Her Daddy this week. You know, yes. she's. I I can't. I I really hope she does Dancing with the Stars because I <gasps> I want that for us. Um, That'd be fun. But 
But like in terms of, I guess, in the like Vanderpump bubble a little bit more, the fact that this sandwich shop is now kind of like such a hotly anticipated thing. Meanwhile, Mm -hmm. Schwartz and Sandy's is finally open and they have foot track foot traffic but nobody's spending money and somebody's writing in lipstick on the bathroom mirror <laughs> team ariana like it was me it was me <laughs> watching watching the tom's faces while andy is like <laughs> listing off these accomplishments of katie and ariana it is so delicious <laughs> i know they're like this literally like sad little schoolboys sitting there yeah and even lisa is like well you know i I offered you guys this help and like you kind you kind of seemed like you were trying to do your own thing so like fuck me I guess and now they're like it's yeah. A, yikes yeah it's not going well yeah. no 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 thanks Tom Sandoval great P- great PR move Tom Sandoval you really helped us out <laughs> <laughs> um I are you how do you feel about Raquel's impending uh, arrival at this reunion because obviously this week we didn't hear from her at all we just saw her in the trailer um, but in the preview for next week she is going to show up and Sheena ob- is going to have to dip out <laughs> which is so insane to me so insane know, to me but like are you do you feel like you want like information from Raquel or do you just want to see her get yelled at for 45 minutes like well where are you listen, at with that I don't think there's any information that any of us are going to hear from her that is one going to make sense <laughs> Two, change any of our minds um honestly i am looking forward to her getting what she deserves and that is to be reprimanded to her face in front of the people that she backstabbed so obviously for the past year you know like she hasn't had to deal with any of that it's all been yeah. a hidden little joke she she hid behind the text trying to text ariana then she just goes off the grid and like you can not run into people all you want but this is kind of her being like this is you facing the fucking consequences which she very much deserves yeah i think that's more than anything i just am curious to see the kind of the the vibe in the room between her right. and everyone else because on the finale you know unfortunately i guess we we didn't get to see a scene with her and anyone except oh. for sandoval so i we don't know how lala is going to react to her being in the room we don't know how ariana is going to react to her being in the room james i can't even imagine <laughs> but so so that's the thing it's not like i i don't feel like i need anything from her i'm just i'm glad that she's there because we haven't we haven't seen what that will be like and i think it's going to be pretty pretty interesting it's going to be extreme i cannot wait for next week um it's literally the only thing i'm looking forward to in my life right now which is kind of sad huh um no but you know it is what it is everyone is motivated by something different for me reality tv um but Thank God she showed up. She could have. She could have been a no-show. And I think the hype for this reunion would have been a lot different. Yeah. Yeah. I think we are, we're in exactly the right place. We're getting exactly what we need to get. And I'm so glad that I got you here today to, to talk about it with me. Me too. 
Oh my God. Well, thank you so much, Taylor. And thank you everyone for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. Uh, We will be back tomorrow with the second installment of our Pump Rules Rewind series. Watching season one has been a lot of fun. So I'm excited to go on that journey together. Uh, But in the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.